Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Content and Conversation. Today we're going to be talking about how to train content marketers at scale, and I'm joined by a returning guest in Elsie Weiskopf. Elsie, welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's been a few years since we've seen each other. It has. I think exactly two years since we've been in the office. Wow. Lots changed in your life and in your role, so I'd love to hear uh, what your new title is. Yeah, so I am content marketing manager of onboarding. Boom. So I am training everyone that starts as a CMS for the first few months and making sure that they have all the tools they need to succeed. So what are some of the strategies that we use to kind of scale our training? Because that does seem like something that's pretty interesting as a growing company, like having to bulk our training to be as efficient and just hiring in cohorts and training those. So what are some strategies we use? Yeah, so there's a few things that we've been thinking through. Our process has been evolving. So right. each month it feels like it's a little bit more um, succinct. But for the time being, um, we have me as the onboarding manager. So I am overseeing everyone, making sure that they have the same consistent training across mm -hmm. the board, making sure that they all have the resources they need, that kind of thing. And then we also provide them with a lot of different resources to accommodate for different learning styles. So there's a lot of different learning styles out there. Some people um, process information better by reading it. Some people need that like video element. Some people need to actually be doing the work. So and we, I need a combination of all three, yes. to be honest. And so that's what we provide um, is all three. So we have them going through Siege Learn, which is basically our learning platform that has videos along with um, copy on the page to help them process the information. We have different process docs about how we do different things here at Siege. And then we also have um, them just dive in and work on a research project week one so they can really be applying the information right away. I think something you were just talking about before we hopped on the podcast is something that's pretty cool is you create like a shared work, a shared Slack channel for the new cohort to kind of like learn together. And that's kind of how we work as a company, like sharing, open sourcing our knowledge and sharing helpful tips. So is that something that you would like you've evolved towards and identified as like a really helpful uh, resource for them? Yeah, I guess we should explain, you keep saying cohort. So right. we've been trying to hire in groups. So we batch everyone so that we can have them start at the same time. They have people that they're onboarding with, especially in the remote setting. We want to make sure that they have other people who they can be like, hey, do you understand this? Because I don't, um, if they're not comfortable doing that to their manager. Um, so we do have cohorts. We've been hiring in groups of like five plus people. And we make sure that they're, um, they are added to a Slack channel so that I can kind of update them on things that are happening. And they can also ask questions that they think other people might have. And what I was talking about this morning is they can hopefully kind of all help each other solve the problem. So I don't need to be micromanaging them. They right. can just go in and answer each other's questions. That's really cool. Um, and so we mentioned like, hiring in groups. So are you involved in the interview phase? Yes. So our interviews, um, there are a few different people involved. We usually have people vetted. They do a test project so we can make sure that the writing all looks good and they have a good understanding of what the role is. And then once they get to the interview phase, there's three managers who are interviewing and so we can all be in agreement that they are a good fit and I am one of them. 
it's, it reminds me of like my test project five years ago yeah. and how terrible I did. And the fact that they hired me is pretty impressive uh, that like literally I didn't know what content marketing was. So I threw out an idea for like a commercial ad. Uh, it was pretty hilarious and I wish we could go back and find that. But so Elsie, speaking of test projects, uh, I know we, we do ask for a little bit of a time commitment um, and there's different ways of thinking about that. So I would love to hear a little bit more about our test project and how that's being handled. Yeah, so in the interview phase, kind of phase one is for them to complete a test project. I know there's definitely controversy around paid work. Um, we try to keep ours really short and sweet. It should be under, I think, two hours, might even be under one hour. We're not asking them to write a whole post or anything like that. We just have them go through um, an outreach scenario so we can kind of get to a feel of their outreach skills and what they think through as well as just like a quick intro to a blog to see right. if they have those SEO skills. And it's worth mentioning we don't use that work in any no. capacity. Yeah. It's mostly just for them to get a feel for what we do at Siege because it's really maps to exactly what the role is, yeah. um, what the CMS role is. So we want them to get a feel for what's going to be expected of them um, and make sure that they have the skills for it. Does it remind, did you say how long that we're expected to work on the test project? Um, I think it specifies like under two hours. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I did one, you did one. Yeah. So you, everyone else should have to do one. No. no, I do think it's good. Like even when I was applying, it was good for me to get a feel for what kind of content marketing we do and right. just what would be expected of the role. So yeah. I think it's a good test for each individual to make sure the role is a fit. It works for both sides. Yeah. You know, now that we're 100% remote, is there anything you've learned um, along the lines of hiring a remote team and training a remote team? Yeah, so I feel like we have to try extra hard to make sure that everyone feels welcome right. when they first start and gets the information they need and feels comfortable asking questions so they're not just over there um, in the middle of Montana, um, not sure what to do. So, hiring a lot of Montana yeah, people. I don't think anyone is from Montana, but could be wrong. Right. Um, but we are making sure that they get the information. And so I have uh, one-on-ones with them each week. So they're getting FaceTime with me. We do group trainings with that cohort so that they can all meet each other and feel comfortable asking each other questions. Um, we're connecting them with different mentors. So we're being like very intentional about having them meet other people in other departments and outside of maybe their specific role so that, that they can't get um, that FaceTime. Yeah, I was going to say like, it's great that we have you there for consistency throughout the entire process, but like bringing in other people also just like share the knowledge within the company kind of thing. Yeah. And they don't want to see me all the time. Right. <laughs> so I want to make sure that they're getting information from a lot of sources. So we have a an editing mentorship program where they'll meet with an editor that they'll probably be working with and they'll kind of go over those edits. So when they get them on their first piece, let's say they feel more comfortable asking questions about what the edits are or they're not intimidated by them. We have a design mentorship program. So the designers will walk them through like how to give design direction nice. and give them tips on that kind of thing. Cause a lot of most of the people that come in don't have that experience. So it's a pretty really, unique experience. Yeah, so it takes really, time to get to know yeah, that process. To train them. 
and make sure that they understand it. Um, and then we also, I'm trying to think, we have a lot of mentors. We have CMS mentors so they can meet with other CMS members in more of a casual setting. It's not necessarily someone they're working with day to day, but they can ask any questions about Siege, that kind of thing. Love that. About how long is the training period usually? We've changed it a lot. So as of right now, it's around two months that wow. they're working with me um, to make sure that they have all the tools and then we pass them on to their future manager's team. So but at the whole time, they're like starting to work on projects and getting familiar with the process in real time and applying what they're learning? Yes, and we're not just um, handing them off to a manager that they've never met before. We're making sure that I am giving feedback on research and design direction and that kind of thing, but their manager is also chiming in nice. and making sure that they have like the client branding, that kind of thing down right. so that it's kind of a team effort there. It's good to have that like extra QA for client work because that's one thing that I could see clients feeling like, okay, these are new hires, um, but with all of our processes and like process docs, like you mentioned, I think we're getting pretty good at hiring and training new hires. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And we want it to be pretty seamless for our clients. So we want them to not know that it's a new person writing essentially. Right. So we do make sure that we're doing those checks and getting them familiar with the brand. Love it. Uh, what happens at the end of the training process? Yeah. So we do have a three-month probation period where... After training or is that like during? During. So their first three months at Siege, it's going to be probation period anyway, which just means we're, we want to make sure that they understand the role and want to be in it and that we think they're a good fit. So it's kind of both sides, making sure everyone is happy here at Siege. Um, and so after two months with me, they're still in their third month of probation and they're um, with their future manager. And I kind of, they're meeting with their future manager every other week for one-on-ones. So they are familiar with them. Mm. They're familiar with their management style, that kind of thing. It's not like that abrupt. They're used to getting feedback from their manager. Um, but I'm kind of just making sure that they're up to speed where they need to be and checking in with their future manager about anything that they should be working on specifically. And they should like keep an eye out for the next month or so. Um, but that's kind of what the transition looks like. So we hire people who come from varying backgrounds and different like experiences. Um, is there like different speeds of training, different like cadences? Do you tailor trainings to each person individually? Like if they're learning, you know, at a different pace, do you like customize anything there? Yeah, that's a good question. We do have kind of three different positions within the CMS position. So you could be a junior, a CMS, or... Which is a content marketing specialist, for those who don't know. Yes, <laughs> a content marketing specialist or a senior content marketing specialist. So it's kind of three different tiers, and um, we divide them up by the amount of work they have, hmm. so the amount of units and also the level of difficulty of the client. So they'll be assigned to clients based on what position they are, and then... The first month looks pretty similar across the board just because we want to make sure that everyone has Baseline a slow knowledge. ramp yeah, yeah. so that they're not overwhelmed in week one. 
So the first month is looking pretty similar, but after that, we'll, if you're a senior, we'll kind of ramp up a little bit faster on client calm and um, maybe reporting that kind of thing. Whereas if you're a junior, we don't expect you to be covering everything at once. Right. So we'll have a little bit slower. Cool. How often do we create, like, I feel like we're constantly evolving our processes and like process docs. So how many, like, are we constantly building new ones, adding to the existing ones or how, how much upkeep does that take on your end? Yeah, I think both. Um, you've touched on how we have a whole base of knowledge just from everyone at Siege and we always want people collaborating and contributing to the process docs, which they naturally, I found like everyone kind of does naturally where they we're faced with a situation and they're like, oh, my direct report needs this information. And they quickly type up like a page on that specific topic. And then someone else shares it and we're like, oh, this could be a process doc because right. you already did the work. Um, so we're always trying to kind of source those and make those into process docs. And we also have weekly um, CMS trainings that both Ross and I and a few other people uh, contribute to. And so those are kind of where we're creating new process docs. Awesome. So not everyone can hire in cohorts. Um, so although while that is like really efficient and what we've learned from, like, is there anything you could give advice in training just a single new hiring content marketing or really any field? We previously weren't hiring in cohorts, but we did start hiring more people. So it just made sense for us. To but batch if, those. Yeah. yeah, to batch them. Um, but if you are hiring individually, I think, I mean, it's definitely doable. People do it all the time. Right. Um, I think just thinking through where you want them to be, like thinking through the benchmarks where you want them to be at each month for the first few months and being really clear about what their expectations are so that you can get to those points. I think that's kind of the main thing we think about. Yeah, so we track performance and pretty like data-driven companies. So um, how long do we give, like after the probationary period, is there anything else that we kind of use to assess or to like determine whether or not they're a good fit or how do we think about that? Yeah, I'm usually looking across three different fields at how they're doing and those are writing. So are they able to write posts with minimal edits? Are they struggling and have like a lot of, uh, edits? Did the client like notice there was a new person on right. this account? Um, is the manager taking a lot of time to give feedback? Is that feedback implemented? So in the writing department, like how are they feeling with the writing that they're doing? Mm -hmm. um, we look at outreach. So are they able to one, hit the volume of emails expected and two, hit the link goal? Um, usually people aren't hitting the link goal right away, which is fine as long as they're trying to hit that volume because links will come as you start to send more emails. Right. Um, so we're not that concerned about link links right away. We want to like ramp people up and we understand that it kind of depends on the day if you're going to really get a does. response or yeah. not. Um, and that's totally not in their control. But it's control. like a leading indicator. If you're sending good emails, yeah. we can see that and yeah. we know it's, it'll work in the long term. Yeah, we know you're doing your due diligence and right. trying to meet those goals. And then lastly is um, project management slash time management. And so just like in general, is the person able to handle a lot of tasks? Does it seem like they're overwhelmed? Do they kind of drop the ball if we add another thing to their plate? How are they feeling in terms of 
the role. Um, right. So these are all things that we talk through in the very first day. And even in the interview phase, we are like very clear about what's expected of them and want to make sure that they feel like they're able to hit those goals. Awesome. Well, I know that we like have open source Siege Learn, like we sell it as a course. So do people ever come through our hiring pipeline that have taken the course already? And how does that change things? Yeah, I think honestly, the best people that we interview are the people who have done their homework about Siege. So they understand what our offering is. They understand what the position is. Um, They're I feel like have been in the past people who haven't understood how much writing it actually is or how much outreach it is. And so we're not trying to hide that. We want to be really clear. We want it to be a good fit. Um, So if you do like research about the company and come in like knowing the position and then a few people that we've hired also have actually gone through Siege Learn on their own time, which is awesome. Um, it is a paid course, so they were able to either pay for it or their company paid for it. I think we could give a discount yeah, maybe code here, code maybe throw a code in here, um, so that people can take it for free or for a discount. Um, but yeah, usually those people have a really good understanding of what the role will be, and they're kind of a step ahead because yeah. we do have them going through Siege Learn in the very first month. So we have assignments associated with Siege Learn, so they'll still have to do that, but they'll be able to just speed through the lessons because right. they've already seen them. Yeah, something we did not have the benefit of five years ago, but I'm glad that we're, we've evolved in our training and processes. So, Yeah, we're basically doing everything that we wish that we had when we started. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Elsie, we've talked a lot about our evolved training program and you in this new role, I just would love to hear from you a little summary of what you've learned in terms of training and onboarding new hires. Having a focus on learning and development goes a long way because people do want to learn and you don't want people even in your current positions to be stagnant. So we also want to be kind of thinking through how we're doing things and evolving with content marketing. It's not a standalone thing, like it's evolving over time. Right. So we want to be evolving with it. I think we as you mentioned, have evolved a lot since we both started. And so we've learned a lot along the way. Um, One thing that was very obvious to us is that when people don't have set processes or a single source of truth, they feel a little bit lost or Mm -hmm. aren't sure where they should be looking for things, that kind of thing, especially in a remote setting where you can't just like walk over to the person's desk and say, hey, it's right here. Right. Um, So we do want to make sure that we have those process docs that are a single source of truth and everyone is linking to the same ones and like referring to the same information. That information can be adjusted. We have a section on each doc on like suggested edits or changes Um, and we are always implementing those, but just making sure that everyone has that information so that they can succeed in the role. Um, we really want people to be able, be comfortable in the position and, um, understand what's expected of them as well as just like be confident in their content marketing. And we want to make sure that we're giving them the resources to do that. I agree. Couldn't agree more because it took me a long time to actually like feel comfortable in my role in content marketing. I just was like, I don't know if I'm doing what's asked or what's expected. So as long as like they're trying their best and showing that they're improving, I think that's the most important component. Yeah, definitely. We want them to feel good in the role and really like be 
content, good content marketers. Yeah. And I think everyone we hire definitely is. So we just want to make sure that we're doing our part to help them get there. And it's there. an ever-evolving thing. Like, yeah. I'm still learning. You're still learning. So I feel like it's good that we're doing this all kind of together. And everyone seems to like open source their knowledge and share, as we were talking about earlier, internally, but also like we're trying to share content like this so that everyone else in the industry can also get better at what they're doing. Yeah, and we when we are hiring, we're getting people from all different backgrounds and have a lot of experience. So we don't want to make it seem like our way or the highway. Right. Like we want to add that information and we're all ears for anything that they have seen work that's different from what we do. Right, from um, their previous experience, yeah. they're bringing lessons for us to learn exactly and so we are definitely open to all that we just want to make sure that the base knowledge is there so we did our part and then we're iterating on it love it well elsie thank you for joining me again and next time you get a promotion we'll be sure to have you back on the show <laughs> yeah uh, everyone out there please give this a like subscribe uh share every call to action you can possibly think of in the podcast world I want to tell everyone out there that we have Siege Learn, uh, the course in content marketing available, and it has like three modules, if I'm remembering correctly, on content, SEO, promotion. Anything else to mention there? No, that is it. Nailed it. Uh, and so we'll add a d discount code in the show notes. Um, otherwise, please give us a like, subscribe, and share on the podcasting app of your choice. Thank you.